Welcome back again, friends, to your daily Bible podcast as we continue working our way through the story. Today we are going to be in Exodus chapter 19, and we are going to be looking at um, the story of when God's people, Israel, arrive at Mount Sinai in the desert and have an incredible encounter with God. We'll begin reading in verse 16. On the morning of the third day, there was thunder and lightning with a thick cloud over the mountain and a very loud trumpet blast. Everyone in the camp trembled. Then Moses led the people out of the camp to meet with God, and they stood at the foot of the mountain. Mount Sinai was covered with smoke because the Lord descended on it in fire. The smoke billowed up from it like smoke from a furnace, and the whole mountain trembled violently. As the sound of the trumpet grew louder and louder, Moses spoke, and the voice of God answered him. The Lord descended to the top of Mount Sinai and called Moses to the top of the mountain. So Moses went up. Okay, what an incredible text. The people of God have been led out of Egypt miraculously. The plagues, the night where the angel of death has swept through. They make it to the Red Sea where God opens it. They walk across on dry land. And now coming through the desert, they come to this mountain where the whole nation assembled sees God descend on this mountain. Here's the voice of God calling Moses to come up onto the mountain. It's an incredible story, an incredible scene. And as Moses goes up on top of the mountain, God gives Moses his new covenant, his new commands, his new instructions on how his people, Israel, will relate to him and how he can once again dwell and live amongst his people. So he gives them the commandments, the Ten Commandments. He gives them other commandments. He gives them instructions about how to build a tabernacle, literally known as a dwelling, a a tent, a place where God would physically live amongst his people. He gives them instructions about sacrifice and atonement for sin, purity laws, cleanliness laws. He gives them everything they need to truly become a nation. And as this is all happening down below, the people of Israel are growing impatient. Moses is taking too long, and so they begin to form for themselves out of the gold that they've brought out of Egypt, an idol, a bull that they can worship because Moses is taking too long meeting with God on the mountain. God tells Moses about what's happening below. And when Moses goes down, he's so angry that he breaks the tablets containing this new covenant right on the ground. Ultimately, God's going to rewrite those commandments for his people Israel. And the next time when Moses reads them before the people, they're going to agree that the terms of this new covenant are good, that they will be God's people and they will obey God's commandments. And if they obey God's commandments and they do things according to God's way, that he will bless them, that he will lead them, that he will prosper them, and they will truly be a blessing to all nations. But once again, no sooner then God gives them these new commandments. Already the people of Israel once again are grumbling. Already they're complaining. Already they're beginning to disobey his commandments that they've just agreed are good. They are far from perfect people. 
just like you and I. We still certainly have our shortcomings, don't we? We are not perfect people. And we have good intentions, good desires. As Paul says, why do I do the stuff that I don't want to do when I don't do the stuff that I want to do? We still make poor decisions, just like Israel did at this point in the story. But you see, God was so merciful and so gracious, is so merciful and is so gracious. He knew our shortcomings. He knew that Israel would never be able to keep their end of the bargain. So God establishes this covenant with his people with provisions in it, expecting them, knowing that they're going to fail and providing for them a way in faith to go back before the Lord in repentance, to go back before the Lord and offer sacrifice for their failure, for their sin. And for you and I, friends, it's even better. The new covenant is even better than the old covenant. The new covenant that God would send his one and only son and through his life and through his death and through his resurrection, you and I, would no longer have to continue offering sacrifice because the penalty and the wages of sin would be paid once and for all for all who place their faith in Jesus Christ. Once again, the reality is you and I are not perfect, but Jesus was. And through his sacrifice, you and I are made perfect. We are made righteous because of his righteousness. And friends, that is something worth celebrating. Let's pray. God, I thank you that you're gracious, that you're kind and loving towards us, that you do have a good plan for us and for our lives, and that you know us. In fact, you know how to relate to us. The Bible says that you sent Jesus into this world and that he can relate to us because he's lived as a man amongst us. So God, I just pray today that you would help us, that you would lead us, and you would remind us, God, that living according to your purpose, living according to your plan, living according to your ways, and not by our own understanding, and not by our own ways, is the way that leads us to the real blessing, freedom, and life that you had laid out for us to live. Please, God, help us to learn lessons in obedience according to your ways instead of just by learning everything the hard way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.